0: Hello everyone, this is Gilbert Jalada, I'm talking to you here from CPLSBA downtown Orlando. This is Tufts on Tax, where all your tax questions are answered right here with Mr. T. Scott Tufts. Hello, Scott, how are you? Uh, good to be with you. Good to be with you too. And today we have a special topic about tax stings in
1: the news. So what is, what is that all about? So we follow up from last time where we were discussing Uh the shell companies and the discussion was focused on how the government might go about establishing whether shell companies were uh, put in place to avoid taxes. Uh And they understand that the complexities of the arrangement may be something that was put together or orchestrated by a tax attorney or a group of attorneys and accountants and things like that. Correct. So when we talk about how to identify those type of structures and events, we've talked previously about something being too good to be true, correct? And one of the things that we also must remember is that in the news, there's been talk that the government needs help. And that they're going to engage and hire 87,000 more agents to uh, help them police the tax system and obtain help. And I don't think our audience necessarily knows how those uh, additional personnel will be employed, but one of the things that we cannot overlook is the possibility that undercover operations may be pursued. And if they're undercover agents uh, pursuing information, you have to be cognizant of that. And so, therefore, you have to be sensitive to um, how serious this can can get. So, in the news and in the kind of way of things, uh, we had talked about uh, the one tax attorney who is under allegations that he participated in the structuring of these shell companies and these various, um, you know, backdating and some of these things. And those allegations are something that has come up in, in an indictment in that case. Well, there's another one that I wanted to talk about in the news in that there is an individual who had been pursued as part of a tax thing. And, and the title Uh, of the article that I have is uh, the sting that snagged the tax lawyer to a pair of billionaires. And and just the lead paragraph said, and, and this is in July of 2022, Houston tax lawyer Carlos Kepke had been tutoring rich Americans like Robert F. Smith for decades on how to move assets offshore when an undercover agent posing as a bar owner turned up in 2018. Oh, wow. Okay. So the investigatory process by the IRS there in an undercover setting will be to record those discussions. And when I looked at the, um, the case on November fifteenth, twenty 2022, the court, uh, there was filed for the government a trial memorandum, meaning they're going to go to trial, and they expected to. And the charges against Mr. Kepke, who was a tax lawyer, was the charges were one count of conspiracy to defraud the United States under 18 U.S.C. Thir- 371 and three counts of aiding and assisting in the preparation of materially false tax returns under 26 U.S.C. 7206, uh two. And it was going to go to a jury trial on uh, November 28th. 2022, um, except Mr. Kepke passed away, according to the news. So, of course, there was no good, there was no proceedings uh, to, to pursue. And that's kind of what the news brought to my attention. However, what I wanted to do in these situations is understand, well, what, what happened, right? And what we're talking about here is when a, a client has a particular desire to, pursue, let's say, asset protection. Uh, Sometimes there is open discussion with an attorney about uh, asset protection trusts that may be uh, offshore or out of of the country. And one of the concerns that comes up then is what is all of the reporting and forms that go into disclosing those arrangements? As we've talked on uh, in the past, There are forms that are meant to disclose things privately with the IRS that does not necessarily deal with whether it's taxable or not. So we've talked about cryptocurrency, virtual currency, the foreign bank accounts, the 1099s, all these different forms. And we've also shown how on these tax returns, there are lots of questions where they're gathering data. Okay. And they're asking questions, and you have to be cognizant of those questions and try and address those as best you can and know how your uh, tax return preparation software is addressing that so that you can be on top of those questions. Cool. You understand? Yeah. All right. So, in the uh, Kepke situation that we're focused on, the main part I wanted to talk about was simply that they set up a trust that did not have or was being argued by the government that it did, that they did not have uh substance in other words they purported to be trust set up with a trustee that was lo- that was out of the country and that that trustee controlled those assets and therefore uh that trust was foreign a foreign trust well what they had come in and done was looked at was that really true? What was the substance of it? They call it the economic substance. And the analysis turned to uh, was there a, you know, even though someone is ostensibly the trustee, were they really just a nominee for someone else? So this just emphasizes the idea that, that in the tax world, you have to have substance, not just uh, the form. Uh, of the arrangements, the structure. So whether we're talking about corporate you know, shell companies or we're talking about trusts that need to be looked at carefully, they need to not just be set up with all the paperwork, but they need to operate um, properly and they need to have substance to them. Okay? So this is kind of, and it can get serious because in this case, um, they came along and they Put together, uh, they went after the individual taxpayer, and then when they by putting the pressure on the taxpayer, they then got to the tax lawyer or the accountants, you know, and pursued them in an undercover operation. And the theory was that, or the the concern was, was the tax professionals involved in in pushing or promoting something that uh, should not have been done, and to such a degree that it warranted a criminal investigation if not uh, indictment if not uh, pursuit of of criminal conviction you know now here again uh, mr kepke passed away so this would not be was not determined these are allegations but the trial memorandum reveals a number of cases that uh, discuss the concept that you using offshore corporations to create fraudulent business deductions or a business trust used to fraudulently conceal taxable income, using domestic and foreign entities to create false business deductions, wow. d- domestic business trust used to fraudulently conceal income, um, a domestic trust used to conceal a taxpayer's farm income. The bottom line that we really can kind of sum up with all this is that if if you're in something that's structured that to that you understand is uh concealing or hiding income uh you're certainly not going to want to partake of that if that's presented to you in a way that says this is this will work uh and and you go along with something if it again goes back to is it too good to be true or something like that
0: absolutely so what made it what made them flag this and you said that there was an undercover
1: yeah so th- what we understand happened here was this this started from a pursuit of a private equity fund that was started by this Mr. Smith in San Francisco he then i guess was pursued and entered into a non prosecution agreement with the United States And as part of that agreement, he admitted that the defendant created and maintained an offshore trust structure for the purpose of hiding his assets, income, and tax liabilities from the IRS. That was on October 2020? Yeah, 2020. And to further the the alleged conspiracy, it's, it's alleged that the tax attorney created and maintained a false paper trail to conceal the fact that. Smith, the the client had mm-hmm. controlled and used the assets and income deposited into the offshore trust structure with tax with the uh, defendant's assistance. and uh, so you asked me how it came up. It says the tax attorney designed it to create the illusion that it was intended for estate planning and charitable purposes and managed by independent foreign trustees. However, in practice, the design allowed the client to have uninhibited control over the structure, its assets and income. and so so again, the idea that you have something that's structurally put in place, but in substance, it's not operating in the same way. So what do we learn from this story? so we're we're learning that it can get very serious. So it's not just civil, tax liabilities that can arise it can even get into a criminal situation if you're if the envelope is pushed if you will or there's statements made of intent so one of the things that's it's kind of apparent to me is are you are is it almost feel like somebody's bragging about how to evade taxes is that kind of the discussion that is going on even in a confidential setting and if it is you ought to be very careful with those kinds of discussions because it's guaranteeing a result. It's suggesting that you can do something that you might not otherwise be able to do. And if it comes from a professional, then it might lure a non-professional client into doing that. So, so and again, you know, in society, we have relationships of people where they can be, um, manipulated or led to believe something will work and uh for the taxpayers out there where where dollars are precious and and whatnot we want you know folks need to be careful so what have we said uh second opinions correct, correct yes. right get a second opinion if something feels like it's absolutely it's kind of getting away from you or it doesn't sound right or you just want a second opinion might be uh-huh. fine you know sometimes uh the folks can be worried too much and mm-hmm. some, a a uh situation actually might might uh be properly done mm-hmm. you know for and if for it's purposes. too good
0: to be true mm-hmm. and if you doubt something get a second or a third opinion and uh you know you have this this thing in your gut you feel that yep. it's not right and if
1: that second opinion comes clean then much like health you know you 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 can feel better right yeah. because if if one if one opinion says this is fine and another one says this is fine you've certainly improved your uh chances of having it withstand scrutiny and it's sad to have all these
0: criminal charges from a right. professional who's supposed to help you but right. no he's actually uh putting you in the wrong so- and these
1: are and these are experts so we we want to be careful with what You know, you go to a specialist and or an expert and you hope that you get steered the right way. And what we want to just emphasize is the independence of that expert, the type of advice you're getting. And for folks to certainly use their own common sense when you're getting that advice. Of course. Of
0: course. And get your second opinion. Call Mr. T. Scott Tufts at 877 647 7887. Again, that number is 407 647 7887. Or you can email him at S T U F T S at cplspa.com. That's s tufts at cplspa.com. Or visit the website at cplspa.com. Check his profile. Listen to our podcast on YouTube and on the website. And, and if you need more information, just visit, visit us on CPLSPA and call Mr. T. Scott doves Thank you and have a wonderful day.